That L Word Podcast. Do you need the leadership work? Can you even love? A podcast about leadership and everything that people are afraid to say out loud. Do you love yourself? Because if you ain't leading yourself, how can you lead a multi-million dollar corporation? We're ready to rock another episode of That L Word Podcast. This is so many. So many. So many. It doesn't, but it... But when we say a number, does it doesn't feel like a lot? I know. I we know. we create we have created a monster, but I don't. I'm not sure, like you know how some expectations. Mm-hmm. Like what to expect later? Like are we going to be able to continue to create amazing content for amazing people in the future? I think we can, and definitely if we get some feedback, I think that's a great plug for uh, mm. if you've got ideas, if you've got you know, topics you want us to talk about or concepts, please let us know. We're totally open to that. Uh, or guests, you know, that you think would be great guests on. And we're starting Yourself to get more Yourself or somebody yeah. else. Yes, I, I enjoy guests because, um, you know, we, we, we have been very privileged to find people that bring great value. Yes. To not only the, the listeners but us as well and, you know, to, to keep these relationships going. But if you have somebody, I mean – don't hold, don't hold out. Like, right. You and know, a lot of people don't want to, oh, I don't know, they, not, they might not get back to me, they might not listen. Well, you won't know until you try. And I guarantee if you message us on LinkedIn or Instagram, one of us will reply and we, you know, we'll we'll get things going. But, you know, the closed mouth don't get fed type analogy. Yeah, absolutely. Right? But, like, that's where we said, that we, we talk about today, expectations. What do you expect from yourself what do you expect from others like what should you expect in the work environment what what should you inspect uh expect i'm sorry not inspect expect uh, in general or is i would tell you there's a couple things i uh, i do when i teach even swimming or, or or i'm teaching you know maybe my corporate clients sometimes expectations is is a bad idea what do you think explain that so when you're dealing with someone that has already tremendously stressed out, anxious, or or going through something, then to set an expectation for that person is not always healthy. Because if you set this expectation, it doesn't occur. It's just another point of failure. That's a great point. And when I'm to your point, I would then offer what about setting expectations that are specifically ambiguous. And I think I've used that term, uh, a term that I created, patented, uh, Jody Fletcher, uh, <laughs> meaning that you've left it open. So it's, it's specific in the sense that this is what I, I want to, to accomplish. Right. And I use this example when, um, you know, if we're doing like, uh, what's the minute, not minutes, but, uh, if you're creating something where, uh, Man, I can't think of the name of it. Like, if you've got an association and they've got the scribe, the uh, no, oh, like the, rules. the secretary, no, but the I mean bylaws the bylaws. The that's what, yeah, okay. and so the bylaws would say we meet the third Tuesday of every month, right? Okay, instead of saying the third Tuesday of every month, be specifically ambiguous and say we meet once a month. That way, you don't have to go in and re- rewrite the bylaws every time you change the date, right? And if you don't, if you don't meet on Tuesday, you're not in breach of the bylaws, but you are meeting once a month. Sounds like wordplay. It does, but if you're talking about <laughs> expectations <gray> area. <laughs> with clients, instead of saying, I want you to accomplish 
this race at this time, you know, what about leaving it open, specifically ambiguous in the sense of we want to see growth or healthy expectations that's, you know, again, as always, everybody, you know, we, I've literally just got written down expectations. That's how we start our podcast. But then you open up this whole other thing of expectation versus healthy expectation. And we hadn't even talked about that before we got uh, going. A situation dictate, person dictates, it, it does. right? And because some specificity is important for some people, like that expectation, I need to do A. And that's it. Like, mm-hmm. but then some people just need to go in the direction of A. And that's what I'm saying. And that's, <laughs> I think it's it's important, and that's a part of expectation management right. is to differentiate between probably the expectation of somebody in a professional setting where it is, hey, you know, this project is due on this time, and and these are the things that need to to happen. That's solid professional expectation management. But if you're working with someone else who needs healthy expectations that are not as specific because it's for personal growth, not for professional stuff. That looks different. It's also, it, I agree that that does look different, but I do, I do believe there, there are cases where you shouldn't set expectations at all. Hmm. You're going to have to get into that one. Yeah, I know. I knew I, when I said it, I knew I was going to have to, uh, it just, it, it depends on the, again, it depends. Situation dictates, um, there are so there are people that have been disappointed and failed so much. Like it's easy for us to say, "Oh, you're gonna fail. You're gonna learn from failure." But everybody ain't as mentally and emotionally strong as one or another, mm-hmm. right? And so you have to be very aware of who you set expectations to, right? And so it's not to say that you don't want growth for them. But when you set a hard expectations for people that have all that are already down on their luck, they're already you know in a in a very dark or bad place with their own uh, uh, their life situation or mentally emotionally. Um, you don't want to set an expectation that has a high prob- high probability of not going in the same direction again. So when you when you you give them the tools and you. So you don't set an expectation, but you give them the tools to be successful, right? And so how it unfolds, you leave it very mm, open, I guess you would say, like because the expectation for you know teaching somebody um, time management is like every day at this time at seven o'clock you will be here, and what if you want to teach somebody that you don't set these solid expectations for you, you explain to them the importance of being on time. You explain, you don't give, you know, you explain to them like, this is what needs to be done at these certain times, but you never tell them that you have to be at this. You have to do it this way. You just teach them what the way it should be done. Is that similar to say, you know, with your kids, do you expect A's or do you just expect them to do the very best that they can? Correct. They've got. Cause I, my, my, I told this story before, mm-hmm where my daughter, my five-year-old, was in kindergarten. And um, she was going to school, and she they, they, have, they have a grading system in kindergarten. It's uh, zero, I think it's zero. She never got a zero. Zero through four or one through four. Obviously, the zero being the worst, one being the worst, four being the highest you can go. There are a set of rules that go with that based off, like, you do these things, you don't talk, you participate, you clean up your area, you get a higher number. Well, when we first, when she first went to kindergarten this year, 
like we find out the scoring system, me being the Marine father that I am, <laughs> don't come home without a four. Like right. I literally say it like that. This is my five year old. Do not come home without a four, or there's gonna be there's gonna be problems. <laughs> right? Crazy, right? And so two things happen. Uh, one day her mother picked her up from school early, and if you get picked up before a certain time, you don't get anything because you part of that is you need to be at school all day, right? Right. And she lost her stuff, S-H-I-T, right? Mm-hmm. She lost it, bro. She's like, don't pick me up early. I can't get a four. I was like, I didn't really, I dismissed it. I was like, chill out. You're like, you're, you're, you're overreacting. This is not worth all that. But then another time she came home and she got a three. And she lost her stuff again. I was like, what? What is going on? And uh, she's like, I didn't get a four, and I just, I'm not a good kid. And this is a five-year-old. I was like, yeah, I do not want you to feel like this. Right. This, this is not okay because I think you're phenomenal, right? I, obviously, I'm biased, right? Sure, Because yeah. she's my daughter, yeah. and she is my blood. But well, you know, talking to her mom, I was like, we have to stop telling her, setting this, this goal. And so we started telling her, just to do your best. Follow the rules and just do your best. And, like, last month, matter of fact, last month, she had all fours. All fours. And that when I said, did you do your best today? And the month before that, when she didn't do her best, I said, did you do your best? She got a three. She said, Dad, I only got a three today. I said, okay, did you do your best today? She And she said, no, I didn't clean up my area and I was talking. That was growth to me. Well, and so I, to, <laughs> like, to, to kind of counter your point about not setting expectations, you're still setting – that's to me is the, the a good definition of a healthy expectation. So you've removed the objective data. You've removed the four from the equation. Mm-hmm. And the expectation now is just I want you to do your best. By following the rules By that following are set the rules that are right. set forth, right? right? That's a healthy expectation and then if you think about the self-awareness it took for her to tell you, no, I didn't do my best today because I didn't clean up my area and I was talking, that's growth, which is another thing that we, you know, kind of a healthy expectation Correct. is that we're self-aware and we grow and we do our best every day. So it's it's the difference between, I think that's a great um, kind of example of the black and white of healthy expectation versus unhealthy expectation it just it throws you back to like I remember in my house if like you come with anything below a B, you get you you getting your butt whooped. It's just automatic, right? You just know you're in trouble. Know it's the issue. Uh, even to the to the point where do you remember getting you ever get paid for your grades? Like if you got A's, you get like five dollars, and if you get B's, you get like a dollar. And I'll tell you a story about that <laughs> after you finish. Yeah, go ahead. Right? It's like we. We said all these, and then we wonder why our kids grow up and they have these attachments of of money to success. And yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's like a full circle because we've created unhealthy expectations, not understanding the third and fourth order effects from that. And that's why I came back to my daughter, me and my when my wife talked to, about her. It was like, how can we tell her to be her best without without stressing her out, without mm-hmm. um, putting unneeded weight on her shoulders as a five-year-old child so she could actually enjoy dang on school and she's not f- freaking out. And, like, like what is that? And it's I'm so blessed that I, one, I have smart, all my daughters are super intelligent, and but I'm so blessed that I have had the ability to grow like I have because 
10 years ago, obviously I didn't do that with my other ones because, and the, the craziest part of about it, this is kind of side note, when you got kids, the oldest ones see it and they're like, well, you didn't give us that <laughs> yeah, leeway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, oh, she can get away with everything. When mm-hmm. she's not, I just have learned how to do it better. You know, so you've evolved. Yeah, I've evolved. Right. Yeah. I was doing the same thing with the money with my daughter. Uh, I would give her a certain amount, but I took it one step further because, you know, I like, love investing. Mm-hmm. So I would give her I think it was five dollars for an A, but it was actually fifty five dollars. So it was five dollars that she got to do with what she wanted. And then I would put fifty dollars in this little investment account that she had. And then we would work on, mm-hmm. you know, investing and stuff like that. But it was again, it was the dollar amount was attached to the level that she got, you know, the expectation, uh, which can be unhealthy at times because there were certainly times as she was going through school and and growing where she was overstressed about grades. And I found myself, uh, Shelly and I having conversations with her about like, Hey, it's okay. Like, are you doing your best? You know, some things, and I I think we've had this conversation before, I cannot do math that has letters in it. It just does not make sense. I'm terrible at fractions, so. Yeah, yeah, like I'm good with regular math. I can figure the bill out and the tip and all that stuff. But if it's got letters in it, that's not math. Hold on, hold on. It's just the letters. It's the way you described it makes it funny. If the math has letters in it, I can't do it. It's not math. Like one plus X equals. Yeah. And so, I love it. Well, you know, like some people are naturally gifted in math and some people yes, are naturally gifted I'm in whatever. I'm terrible at it. And so as we were going through this, my wife sucks mm-hmm. at math. I suck at math. So naturally my daughter is, you know, is not great at math. She has to work very hard mm-hmm. for it. And it was one of those things where the expectation then became, did you do everything you could to get the grade that you got? Because you wanted to be better than you. Well, and, and also – not that in the sense, more like. But that's a, not can, in the sense, but in the sense that it is too. What I'm talking about more though is when, can you look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, I got to be, or I got to see, but I did everything I could. I earned that. C. Like a race. Right. All right. You, you, know? you got the race. You, you went out there and gave it all you had and you didn't make it. Or you went out there and you know, you have as training, you have everything else. And you're like, oh, I didn't make it. Like which one? And that's what I talk to my Can daughter about now is yeah. is more of, hey, if you know you did everything you could and this is the grade you ended up with, then that's okay, right? As opposed to, yeah, you know, I didn't go to tutoring, I didn't study, I didn't, you know, <clears throat> so then I earned the lesser grade. I was taught this one is for promotions, right? Uh, a lot of promotions go on and we were talking about preparation, and then if you go up into a promotion, you go into a promotion board or promotion in general, and you should never go on, like, believing or thinking, what else could I have done? Yes. Right? You should go to that board or that whatever that scenario is, was like, I've done everything that I could do. To change the mentality, you know, um, the expectation for yourself is like, always trying to figure it out or doing everything possible to make sure it happens. I just wrote down the word accountability, expectation of accountability so that you can hold yourself accountable for your actions. That's really what it boils down to is I'm accountable for everything I did. That's the expectation. I either studied hard enough and that's, you know, the grade I got was an A because I studied hard and I got that, or I studied as hard as I could and I got a C. 
right? But I can look myself in the mirror and hold myself accountable and either say, hey, I did everything I could, showed up on race day, trained as much as I could, you know, it just wasn't in the cards for me that day, or looking yourself in the mirror and saying, you know what, I'm going to hold myself accountable and say, I skipped out on three, three, you know, training runs and I, I didn't go to the pool that day. So if you're working in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a company or within an office as a leader, when, like, what does it look like to have unhealthy expectations? Yeah. That's a great question. <laughs> yeah, like what is it? What does that look like? And so, because you remember, we can't if we don't identify it, it can never get better. I think it looks a lot like people that micromanage. When when and we just had a guest on who said, "Don't expect you to be me." Right. So when mm-hmm. you when you are expecting them to do everything the way that you would do it, and in the professional sense, and I work with a lot of clients on this specific topic, expectations are a two-way street. You have to know what my expectations of you are in the broader sense, right? Show up on time, uh, help help out the team, try to be effective in everything you do. I don't know, whatever they happen to be. Where a lot of leaders fail is by letting that person on their team know what they can expect of them. And I think we do this in our everyday lives a lot too. People expect certain things of their kids, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then if you were to ask their kids, what can you expect of your parents? They do might it, not know. Do as I say, not as I do sometimes That's right. too. And so right. the, to me, the critical flaw of a leader would be do as I say, not as I do, those expectations. So if I'm expecting you to show up on time, then that means you should expect me to be in my office when you need me as well. That's like almost against everything we were taught, because like they say, with you know, the hair where rank comes, privileges. Rank has its privileges, yeah. yeah. And, or I mean, in a position have its privileges. You know, you don't have as as you move up, it's less and less likely that you have to answer to anyone. Mm-hmm. But only usually it's above, right? But if, what does a good leader do? Is he is he list is he or she listening to um, their team, or they're only listening to the people that they are? they have to listen to because essentially you don't have to listen to your team. You don't. Is it healthier to do so? Yes. Is it probably, you should practice it? Yes. But well, you don't and if, have you, to. if you don't, will you eventually fail? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> for, for sure. But like when you, when you are in a place like where we talk about expectations and do as I say, not as I do, You're hurting so many people. Um, I don't think people really understand that because they think that it's coming from a place of, like, privilege. I I get to do this. I get to say this. I've earned the right to do this, and you have to earn your keep. Does it? But does it have to be that way? No, and that goes back to servant leadership. You know, and I think that's part of the definition of servant leadership is that expectations are a two-way street. Yes. You know, that's a key component of being a good servant leader. But you said this too, like, but how, how often do the, does a leader ask, like, what do you expect of me? And I was just going to bring that point up. <laughs> like, I've yeah. asked so many of my clients that, Morgan, I've said, you know, what do your, what do your people, what can they expect of you? And you would be amazed at the number of times that it's caught them on their heels. And they've really had to sit back and say, I don't know. 
Because they've not given it thought. And it's not that they're bad leaders or bad people or any of that. It's just something that most leaders or parents or, you know, however you want to couch it are like expectations are laid out, but not pulled back in. Expectations are a one-way street and it's not. But we talked about that. <laughs> it's some other, I forgot what other episode it was, but we talked about like how we like, we want other people to do it but we're not willing to do it ourselves. And that goes back into do as I say, not as I yeah, do. Yeah, and, and it, it, it seems easier, but it's not, it's like counterintuitive, right? And so if you are not in a healthy place within your organization or within your team, then how can you be molding the next person to take over? Like we're, oh, what did she say, Becca? She said, um... I remember. Hopefully, I remember. But she was talking about how, like, as we are leaders, what we do will decide what type of leaders they become. Well, you're modeling. You're she modeling. was talking a you're lot mod- about modeling. modeling yeah, right. we're, we're referring to Dr. Becca, uh, who was on a previous episode from Del Mar. Right, and that's why I remember her saying, right, we're, we're we're modeling a certain behavior that we, in hindsight, we really don't want to recreate, but. We're thinking that our actions, we're not thinking through our actions. That's that's probably the first part. We're not thinking through our actions and how it's going to affect two or three years down the line. But foresight is also a very, I mean, foresight is expectation in the same, you know. So expectation doesn't mean in this moment what I expect from you. It, it could also mean what I expect in the future, what I expect to accomplish, what the what the organization intent is. That's the expectation. And but how you get there or if you're even thinking about that, you know, a lot of us are in the present moment expectations, mm-hmm. right? And instant gratification. Right. We're not setting and and that really sometimes decides like okay, what do we look for? Like when we talk about this podcast, like we were talking about you know, if it if it didn't go well, if it did go well, like, you know, doing this for a year or more. And some people are like, I just want to do it today. But if you plan to only be, like, you can function in the moment and understand that that's what, what occurs. But if you're not setting uh, expectations, uh, it's just like a, it's like a, um, a business plan, three-year, five-year, ten-year. Those are expectations that you want to occur. And you want to do that same thing within yourself, within your organization, and you want to teach your team how to do that as well so they are always – they always have the momentum to move forward because you said something – I don't think it was during the break. I think it was during the break where if we stop, if we stop moving, right, if we stop – that we lose that momentum, then we just, you know, kind of exist. You stagnate, you know, yeah. You stagnate, right? So we have to be doing something to create change. Well, and when you're modeling that type of behavior with expectations, then if you think about your frontline leaders and the people that are directly facing your customers, whoever they may be, it also shows that if um, it helps them understand that they need to model or portray what the customers could expect from them. Right. It, again, that two way street. So if I'm telling you, here's what I expect of you, what do you expect from me? And we understand it's a two-way street. Then when you're facing your customers, you know, you expect your customers to come in and do X, Y, and Z. But what is it that your customers expect from you? This is, I hit you with this one. Like, do we set expectations on our customers? Probably. I know that when I sit down with new clients, I do talk about expectations. 
I expect that you show up to each session with something to discuss. That's on you, right? I expect that you show up on time. If you've got to cancel, it's got to be 48 hours. You know, there's all these kind of basic, like, objective types of things. But the biggest expectation I have is that you show up ready to rock and roll, like that you're into the session and that you're ready for growth. And then you can expect from me all of the same things, but to more importantly, to bring that same energy into the session. I got one for you. Okay. <laughs> so with those those hard expectations, right, Do should an organization sway within them based off the client? Or you have to explain it, that one. Well, you said that they need to be, well, you said everybody needs to come and they need to bring a subject to discuss. Does everyone have to do that, or is it okay if they don't? Like, where where's the hard line? Well, I think, you know, using us as an example as coaches, mm-hmm. if you show up to the session with no topic, it's it's not on me. Like, I'm not going to put a topic on you. It'd be like a customer showing up to to a restaurant saying, I'm not hungry. Then why are you here? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that was a good one. Right? <laughs> well, I don't even know how to respond. You're right. So there it, is it doesn't expe- make any sense when you think about the analogy. Yeah, there is an expectation, you know, for, for customers uh, when they show up. Because well, 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 right, but the question is not for the customer. The question is for you. Like, do you handle – how do you do you handle them differently? Do you do – you, if it's an expectation – is it is it a fluid one or is it is it is it or is it a hard line to say it? Well, and that's that's going to come <clears> down to your organization. So, great example. Everybody's expected to show up at nine. Okay, that's a that's an objective hard expectation. Should that be fluid for you and not for me? It shouldn't. It should not. No, it shouldn't. Does it happen in the workplace? It does. It does. And what does that cause? hate and discontent within the organization. So then when you reverse that and you look at the expectation of the team to me, right? again, it comes back to the word accountability. Your expectation is that I will hold everybody accountable for, for the same, correct? for the same expectations that we as an organization have set forth. So if it's, you know, you've got to be here by nine, you've got to, I don't know, whatever, whatever the hard things are, your expectation of me as a leader is that I will hold everybody accountable to the same thing. Now, if you want to get into the more fluid or dynamic expectations of how you perform your function compared to the other person, okay. I think we're back into that grade type thing. I expect that you bring everything you've got and, and do your best for what you bring that day because not everybody's their best every day. Right, but you're doing the best with what you've got that day. That's an expectation that can go across the board. How, how do you line that out? And because, like, for my daughter, we lined it out because her class had five rules that you must follow, mm-hmm. and so we were able to go over those rules with her, and you could see how they fit and the make. And so that's all she does. Like she does those things. So I know a lot of organizations don't have those at that level. Don't have rules or ethics or traits that they they have. You know, and those are the organizations that suffer and have trouble. And I, the words that came mm. to mind immediately when you asked that mm. question were core values and culture. Right. So if if you've got a solid culture in your organization, and you can walk around to anybody and say, "Hey, what's the culture here? What's the culture statement? You know, or what are the the core values of this organization?" 
and they say, you know, um, we treat everybody with kindness and the customer's always right. right. Okay. Well, then if your expectation is that you do the very best with what you've got every day, you can kind of judge based off those core values. Right. So they're not a hard and set like, hey, you got to be here by nine. That's objective. But it is, are you treating the customer with the best amount of kindness or the most amount of kindness that you have to offer that day? And do you feel safe enough to tell your team, I'm having a really hard time today and I'm probably not the person to put in front of the customer. Can I work in the back? That's a good expectation. The expectation that my team will support me when needed because we all, at any given moment in a team, somebody's having a better day than the other. It's factual. And so if you can have that dynamic in your team where you say, I should not be in front of customers today because I had a flat and my dog pooped on the carpet before I came into work and I'm just not in it today. And you're having a great day because you got the best news in the morning, you know, in the world that morning, you say, no worries, I got you. So the expectation is that we treat each other with kindness using the core values as an example. Right. I'm being kind to you by saying, Hey, I got you, man, go. So is it objective? No, it's not. That's very fluid. But I think that's when you know you've got a great culture uh, mm-hmm. in an organization is when, when people understand – how can I say this? Understand that expectations are fluid, right? But they know what to expect of each other in that you're going to treat me with as much dignity and kindness and trust and respect – so as I give you. So well, so basically what you're saying is that any organization that wants to have they should have an intent and then they should bullet point or step by step lay out that intent in in a more um harmonic way that I mean obviously it's going to be harmonic in it, but in a sense where it's um more open I think that people need to know, and that's why I always bring up core values. Like there need to be core values in every organization. So if they don't, so organization doesn't have core values, they need to create them. Yes. What does that look like? It looks like a group of people getting together and say, what do we stand for? Why are we doing what we do? Okay. And when they, when they break that down and they say, you know, we're, we're building this widget because it's going to help the world. That's their wise statement. What do we stand for? We stand for making the world a better place, leaving, you know, the next generation better off than we were. Just kind of spitballing here. Once you start breaking those things down, then you look at the core values, you know, that you will – I always encourage people to develop personally three to five core values within themselves because then you know what you stand for. And then around that in an organization, you can develop a culture. Around that as an individual, you can develop your soft skills, Mm -hmm. your emotional intelligence, the things that you stand for and the things that you're trying to grow in. And when you're faced with an obstacle or a question, you can look back on that and say, okay, humility is one of my core values. How does this stand up against what I'm trying to do right now? And that helps people in an organization when they know the core values. It gives them kind of a left and, and right lateral limit and the area that they're allowed to play in between. So are there other ways to describe a core, like you got core values, um, what, what, what other things do, do, have you seen the organization present as these are the things that we do, rules, regulations, covenants, like there's 
So people like don't think it's like oh, core values. It, it can look different for each, I guess, genre or organization. It, it can, and and use kindness as an example. You know, one of our core values is kindness. Okay, well, within that, what does that mean? Well, that means generally that I treat you with respect, you treat me with respect, we treat our customers with kindness, uh, we show up with happy hearts. You know, there can be certain things in there, but it's it's the overlaying theme, but it. Each person is then able to bring a bit of themselves into that. So, so okay. So you said kindness. Then you defi- define it in. So then we should define it in an organizational sense. Like, what is that? What? How do we define kindness? What does that look like? Is that asking how their day was and asking them to come back to the store type thing, uh, or you know, telling them uh, that you appreciate the doing business with them? Is that kindness? Uh, or is it, you know, giving them a refund if they need it? Like every everybody's different. And those are expectations. Right. So if I <clears throat> set kindness as a core value and you're faced as the person who's customer facing, you're faced with somebody who's upset, you know kindness is one of our core values. I expect you to make that person happy and treat them with kindness. You see what I'm saying? Mm, no, I see what you're saying. And then the flip side of that is that employee, that team member knows they can expect kindness from us as the leaders. They can expect us. Pride is what you preach. That's right. They can right. expect us to treat them with that same respect. And going back to the example of, hey, you're not having a great day. I am. It's the kind thing of me to say, you, you can work the back today and I'll work in the front. And that's where the expectation being going back and forth. I think that's the key to success and building a good, healthy organization. Setting healthy expectations. Both ways. Both ways. I'm telling you, Morgan, the organizations I see that are struggling don't practice One way. Two. They're it's one way. It's all one way expectations. And it's always out. That's so right. So it's like, what are, what are the employees should be doing or not doing? It's not like, what should we be doing for them to create an environment where they're successful and giving back to, you know, giving back and setting an example at the mm-hmm. same time. If you're if you're tasking them with something, then they should naturally expect resources from you. Correct. You know, and you instruction, have to, resources, feedback. That's right. Yeah. If if they're growing in leadership positions, they should be able to expect monthly, weekly sit downs with you as the leader, helping them grow. So establishing those expectations both ways is a great way to start off any relationship with a new team member or anybody in life, really. Uh, and everybody, that's the thing about society, right? We, we're in a society where we set expectations for everybody else, but the realistically, we don't set it. We don't even set the same expectations for ourselves, if at all. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we get, we always like the point, you should be doing this. You should be doing this. Oh, I just realized something in my life. Oh my God. I, just did that. I don't like when that happens. Morgan moment. <laughs> yeah. Morgan moment. I'm like, Yeah, I need to be better at that as well. Um, Because like sometimes you, sometimes I I do a lot of work on me, right? I do a lot of work on me, and I I have expectations for myself, and for on ninety nine point nine percent of the time, that's the same expectation. Same expectation I have for other people. I don't want to have expectation on other people that I don't don't I don't currently or haven't practiced at all, right? But there is times that I have this expectation, and if I'm being honest right now, that 
I know that that person is not capable of said is not capable of following through or completing their expectations. But I don't give them the grace to give them the other the other steps, mm-hmm. right? I, you know, in my in my in my my marriage or within you know coaching sometimes. So it's been of um, a journey where I have to be able to say, okay, if you know this, if you say that you are the uh, the authority in this area, you say that you're the people's coach, then you, I have to have the ability to step back and call my own bullshit, mm-hmm. right? And say like, you're saying that you should be doing this, but you're not portraying that in a, in a light where they like, they agree or they so they can see you doing it. Because um, it's it's not influential, right? It should be, but it's not. Well, that's back to accountability. Right, you're holding yourself accountable. Like right now, what you're saying is yeah, that's know, the hardest part, though. Like yeah. accountability is hard. You know, even I mean, I'm still learning and just trying to get away from me, 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 and t- think about you and us. Um, is again where we see the shift in the world has happened, but. That's something that I work through every day, and I and, I, and people say, "Well, how do you figure it out?" But the next person usually was, I say something like that. How do I do that? Well, when I started doing it, it didn't happen regularly, but I, it was from it was from me taking stock in things that have already already happened and said, "What did I learn from this?" Right, and then say, "Okay, what can I be better at?" So the more I practice that muscle of actually following the same guidelines that I want others to follow. The, the quicker I'll see that when I'm not doing it correctly, it's like just like uh, the swimming technique or or teaching somebody how to type, right? You the the more you practice, you will be more cognizant when you mess up, right? But the less you do it, you won't be able to catch yourself as often because it's not you're not practicing perfectly. You're just going through the motions. So to paraphrase, you're expecting increased self awareness. Yes. And you you try to practice that every day. Correct. So then you're probably modeling that for those around you. I'm trying to. Uh, I, I, I mean, I do, and then I, I do most of the time, but I try to sometimes. Be and I tr- I don't like saying try, but I am because I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the key. I'm doing it in certain aspects that I've already learned, but I'm trying because I'm still educating myself on how to be better at it, and 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 that is that's the expectation. I, I, Sometimes it could be, it could maybe come out. I've been known in the past to be set expectations that were overwhelming for people, right? And not taking um, the consideration who they were, what type of person they are. I just said, if I could do it, you could do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's not realistic. Nope. Again, right? back to practice. Right. Here, it, yeah. Even with, and I, and I know there are people that have kids on this or, um, you know, just because we can do things doesn't mean the people around us should be able to or will be able to do them at the same level or if at all. Everybody's on their own journey. And understanding that is is the beginning to all of it. One thing I want to touch on before we start wrapping up is there's also the flip side of expectation, right? So a lot of leaders suffer from only pointing and saying, I expect mm-hmm. this of you. I have encountered a few leaders that it's the opposite that are that do tell their people everything they can expect from them as the leader, but are not providing solid expectations to their team. 
So then their team is kind of wandering around aimlessly, and this is the type of leader that will then I've ha- yeah, I've come worked in with people and try like to that. overdo everything. Yeah, so they, they want to do everything. They want to do it all. Right, because the expectation is all on them. They have to do it. They have to touch it. They have to present it. And not only do you lose confidence in, within the team, um, they they feel devalued. And that's I think all that circles back to our old friend Ego. You know, it's they can't do it as well as I can. Right. So what do they then expect? They expect me to come in and do everything. And you know, a lot of times they're throwing up their hands saying, well, I'm not going to do this anyway because I know Morgan's just going to come in and do it his way. Exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> I've been there, done that before. But no, that, that's a good way of looking. We, was, we were pointing at the, the people that we were leading, what their what expectations we have for them or the people outside of us, but how – now we're talking about how unhealthy if we have if we just take all like we take you know ninety percent of it that they, they never learn nothing mm-hmm. ever changes and then you at the end of the day sometimes you stress yourself out cause other mental uh, physical emotional and spiritual issues within yourself right so part of that could be <clears throat> as a leader you can expect me to let you struggle with the obstacle that you're faced with so you can learn from it you can expect that from me. Yeah, I, I'll, I always like I always tell people or my clients like I might let you go through something, but I'm right next to you when you do because I'm I'm watching because you the the more difficult the task is or whatever that may be mental or physically, um, I need to be able there for, as a safety to know it's like okay that, that's too much. Well, and that's or exactly that's not enough. Right? So you're telling mm-hmm. them you can expect me mm-hmm. to let you work through the obstacle on your own. You can also expect me to be there next to you. And, you know, to, as a safety, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right. So, um, yeah, as we, as we kind of start coming to a close, what would you say is the most important thing about expectation management, either personally or professionally? Self-reflection. So looking within yourself, um, cause you have to be able to ask yourself the honest question with self-reflection is like this introspection it's being able to be honest with you, right? Because if you're setting unhonest expectations for yourself, it could be bad. If you set them for other people, it could be bad. But if you're able to look at it and say, okay, this is how I'm making them feel. This is what I'm not creating for them. And it's doing the same thing for yourself. I think that's where growth is going to happen, and you're going to be able to facilitate the growth within your organization and your people on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I think I would add, you know, just a reminder that uh, expectations are deeply rooted in accountability, and it's a two-way street, providing expectations as much as providing what they can expect from you and asking them, what do you expect from me? It's, you know, it's not just a, a give, give, give. Sometimes you need to sit down. Well, you always need to sit down and ask them, what do you expect from me as, as a leader or, you know, uh, as a friend? What do you or expect or how can I help? Like my, right. my favorite one is like, how can I help? Because like, mm-hmm. I might, I, I, sometimes I'm wondering what I could do for somebody and I don't really know. I can't figure it out. And some people are scared to ask. Especially right. in a leadership position. Leadership position. Because yeah. they, they, you, you feel like you're supposed to know mm-hmm. or you're, you're scared they're going to – you're scared that, they, that you think they think you're supposed to know. But usually if you're genuine with the, the question that's asked, people will respect it. And I do it with people all the time. It's like, like 
is there any way I could help? That's it. Yeah. And they'll say either thank you for asking, no, or this is what you can do. And you can go deep into that, you know, um, and just being honest. And usually the people that are genuine with you because you're genuine with with them, they're not going to ask outside the box stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. People say, oh, if you say that, then they go just, I ain't ran into that yet. I've never had that happen to me. I'm like, you know, because you know, somebody's going through some financial hardship, and I, and I say, hey, you know, what, is there anything I can do? I had people say they didn't ask me for no money. They was like, could you, can you show me a better way to do this? Mm-hmm. Can you teach me how to budget? And most people think, oh, they're going to ask me for some money. Yeah, they're not uh, asking you to solve their problem. They're asking you to help them figure out how to solve it how themselves. How to solve them, right? Yeah. And, that, and that's that's where you want. I think that's where it's very, very um, valuable. Yeah, and it's, that's about responsibility, accountability, respect, and trust. You know, really is, is when you build that foundation, then the expectation two-way street can can work really well. Easy day. Expectations. My, I expect that you listen to this podcast. I expect that you're going to share this with your your friends and I also expect that you're going to leave a review on this episode because I expect you to be amazing every day. And if we can do anything for you, please let us know. At the same time, we also always want to hear from you telling us what we can do better. Yeah, absolutely. I would just uh, echo that. Let us know what your thoughts and ideas are and we're happy to address them. Uh, that concludes another episode of that that L Word podcast. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Coming to a close. Have a good day.